Give me that one-handed crack. Come not, on. Just not as good as that. Vodka in there, bro. Keon just fucking brings in <laughs> a beverage on the pod today. Hey, it's hot out. And then Sunday we fly commercial. <gasps> I know. Can you believe? Oh my god! I just who, who I almost just threw up. Commercial? I almost just threw up. I always bro. like fantasize it'd be so fun if like the actual team, like their private plane, got fucked up, so they have to fly in the Delta flight, and I'm like on it. You know, it'd be so <laughs> fun if like LeBron walks on your plane. I don't look like a player. Right. I'm quite short, yeah. you know. But she was like, I need to get a picture with you. If your <laughs> softball team makes it to the championships, I think we invite people oh, be to so come funny, out, dude. and we get. <laughs> Like signs a huge and shit. squat. What are your guys' go-to loadouts for photo and video events? I love these using Call of Duty terms. Yeah. M4. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do when you book a new client, but you haven't been feeling creative? You gotta slap those hands and wake them up, baby. <laughs> Drink water, eat healthy, get a good night's sleep, throw on some headphones, put on some sick music, go for a walk, and maybe like consume some other people's content. That might spark some inspiration. Why is Costas so obsessed in being bigger than Brayden? I think this just comes with wanting something you can't have. Next. No, <laughs> no, not next. Don't, don't fucking do that. How to save for retirement as a freelancer. You just gotta fucking dunk on the Roth IRA, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 83 of the 505 podcast. Give me that one-headed crack, dude. Come I'll on. Start it off. Yeah, Give it to me. Up. Here you go. That's, I mean, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's an 8-1 coming your way. Yeah. Just not as Come not on. just not as good as that. I do oh, have a that was nice, Brayden. I can't lie. I have a dent. Okay. 9-2 pre from, pre from Big Rock. I'm yeah, nervous. You do. I've you been fucking this one. up. I'm kind Come of on. like... Give it to the team. Oh, uh, kind of, dude. I kind of got the yips all of a sudden, bro. <laughs> dude, I was kind so of, I was kind the of dead came nervous. in and came out. It's okay. got, it's gonna be a six eight. From, yeah, from, that yeah. you know, I'll take it. That I'm on the good. ride back up. Give it to me back in the corner, Keon's I've, corner. I've been off the grid for a few pods, but I brought myself a little little care package. Oh, oh, oh. So you you did use your fucking second hand there yeah, on dude. that transfer. That looked really it's, sus. I, I'm gonna give a big. I told you it's been a minute, but big goose like egg that. in the corner. Did he just go like yeah, he's this? Sipping, bro. Yeah, that That's was why. crazy. Sipping on the pod. Wait, yeah, wait. we're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, Keon just, that. Keon just that. vodka in there, bro. Keon just fucking brings in a beverage on the pod today. Hey, it's hot out. Like <laughs> hour and a half drive of traffic on the way up here. Like I'm just trying yeah, to get a little get drunk for the drive home. College dropouts are wild these days, dude. Going yeah, dude, no school tomorrow. Kids <laughs> going crazy. I thought I drank more when I was in college. Shit. <laughs> oh my god! My dude, god. one of the cracks are flying today. I, I'm hyped. You're back. Let's oh, go. It's good to be back, dude. dude. You're also looking great. Yeah, I wake up this Look morning, this right? Shirt. And my girlfriend's like, "You gotta wear that shirt." And I like this shirt. It's a good shirt. I didn't know if it was today's shirt, but she doesn't say shirt when she points it out. She goes, ah, "Why don't you wear that top?" And I'm like, "Babe, I know you had a sister, but like." I don't wear tops, You're not dude. a top guy. I'm a guy, right? Guys wear shirts. This is a shirt, not a sweater. Not Sometimes she's like, you should just wear that like going out top. Hey, if I'm a dude, it's not a top, bro. Girls Go, wear tops. Let her know. Guys don't wear tops. Yeah. Speaking of tops, you're wearing a top as well. I've got a new shirt. We've been we've been ripping training camp is all that, week. Is that a new? shirt? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a new, and this is a large. I'm filling it out quite well, if I <laughs> you do are, say you're so. You are filling it out. Thanks. A long sleeve looks good on you. Yeah, you know so, what's, go. Well, I just think it's crazy because Brayden shows up 
and has this entire table filled with like new Nike stuff. I do love that when Brain gets stuff, it's always splayed out on a table. And I don't have any. He didn't. Oh. He didn't give me. They didn't any. have any extra smalls. Right. He didn't so, give right, me right. So any. I like the Lakers, Braden, you, know tall, you know we're the same really size. Couldn't transfer you it know over. Right. You're the same size, dude. So we're back, and training camp has rapidly approached. I feel like I just went to bed one time, and now right. we're like back into training. It's crazy camp. how fast it came we back. literally leave tomorrow to go to Golden State. So I'm going to wow. Golden State tomorrow morning Fun. at one o'clock, not in the morning, midday, one o'clock. We're going to land there. We're going to play a game on yep. Saturday. And then Sunday we fly commercial. We're not, oh. I'm, I'm, I won't be, me and, Ro, me and Rohan are going to, I know, can you believe Oh that? my God, I just, who, who I almost just threw up. Commercial? I almost just threw up. Me and Rohan, our other, he's, so he's was, doing photo. Uh, I, together. So I always like fantasize it'd be so fun if like the actual team, like their private plane got fucked up so they have to fly in the Delta flight and I'm like on it. You know, it'd be so <laughs> fun if like LeBron walks on your plane. It's pretty funny because when we were in Toronto, you have to go back through the right. re- the regular airport and so all, all the people the normies the normies were around uh-huh. the normies you know and so i remember like pat bev was telling me the story of like Kawhi, Kawhi had a photo in toronto of like him like this uh-huh. or something and he goes Kawhi has that rim in his house i've seen it and i'm like let's go let's yeah, go yeah, yeah. so he, he was telling me some stories of uh Kawhi having that rim at oh, his place funny which is pretty funny but then you go through the regular airport and then everyone like it's like why are there like seven foot people like walking <laughs> right through the, walking through the airport and then we just go regular and it was funny because i remember the girl from tsa like i was wearing like my just regular lakers gear i don't look like a player right I'm quite short yeah. you know Monkey but she was bugs. like i need to get a picture with you and i was like no no i'm not a player she goes you're lying and i'm like nope definitely not lying but uh i'll take we can that, take this pic dude. and so like we just we just got in if anyone pick. thought i was a professional athlete i would take it 100 percent. you would take she thought yeah. i was lying she was totally convinced i was lying that reminds me of john stockton when they were doing the olympics i f- forget where but it was like the dream team and everybody's this like massive basketball right. player and john stockton's just like a regular white dude and he was walking around like everybody's getting mobbed and he's just able to like walk the streets like a normal guy yeah, and funny. that's braided kind of convenient honestly. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what we're working with but we also made we've been making good stuff with the c70 yeah oh, and yeah. i've been bringing the zv1 with me oh i like that little Strap, combo strapped up lexar cards all throughout mm. oh dude gotta go lexar link down below if you need them but yeah. i love <laughs> yeah. lexar cards dude been working well do you see my hawaii video all lexar dude. i did like all that lexar. i like that hawaii video a lot that's fun it, dude it's fun shooting something like that because i'm like the whole time I'm like how is this gonna come the fuck together it's pretty fun to get it together in the edit and be like, oh, maybe that makes sense. You try to, you got to try different stuff. When you're making a personal edit, there's so many different ways it can go. You're like, oh, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll try that. You got to go down different avenues and see which one works. You I've know? been trying new stuff with just glass, trying mm-hmm. different, different situations the with best way. You got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. My toilet's broken. It's great. I just won't oh. flush my toilet. You can't. I have to like literally reach in. I'm keeping this whole thing in the pod. Yeah, as my so toilet funny. is broken and I put a maintenance request in Monday and they're fl- it's Thursday. Dude, he's trying to get Biggie's shitting, bro. You <laughs> Dude, know what I mean? This creatine is going through my body. And the whey protein. Yeah. Oh, the whey protein. Mm. Two protein shakes a day. Trying to get big. Trying to get big. You Dude, just... you're literally getting complimented by the fucking coach. Dude, they've people have been telling me today that I was looking big at practice. God. That's so fun. Yeah. And I, I'm really happy because at Monarch, the guy, the my physical therapist was talking to me and he goes, You know, how you know, how athletic are you? And in my head, I'm like, I'm insanely athletic, right? But he goes, What's your weekly output look like on an athletic standpoint? I'm like, well, I play softball on Thursdays, Huge. you know, in a, in a rec league with men over 40. Yeah. But yeah, then that's really, that's Wait, it. You're in an over 40 league? No, but like, you oh. know, it feels like that when you play the other team and they're like 50 plus and I'm like, holy shit, dude, we're getting beat. You and know? I'm like, we have to pull it together, Do guys. Do you ever Come think on. about, you know, because they always say with athletes, like your prime age is like 27, 28. 
Oh, which hit- is like how old I am. I'm hitting it right now. And I always think like I'm wasting my days if I'm not doing something, like at least playing spike ball. Some tennis, some think, pickleball. I think about it. That's why I go on these crazy hikes because all the time I'm driving, I'm like, am I just wasting like my athletic potential, which isn't that much, but like it's the most it'll ever be for me. I think about that all the fucking time. Yeah. Dude. So I'm trying to maximize it. So if you have like a, you know, something that I can get into yeah. that, that I can really like be a big body for right. it. I'm in there. Because after our peaks, it's like, we kind of have to realize like, maybe we're not going pro. Yeah. And that's what I'm going through. It's a weird what I'm feeling. going through right now. I have a fun idea. You're, you like just started a new season for softball. Yeah. This is our new season today. How's your team looking? We're like, mm. I've done recruiting. Okay. Oh, nice. I've brought so, in some outside, some outside help. Everybody's asking, when's the first 505 meetup? Mm. You're talking a big game about how you're hitting a couple hit bombs. Dingers. Every game I hit two dingers. I think <laughs> Royce Lewis, come if, on, yeah. let's if, go, baby. If your softball team makes it to the championships, I think we invite people oh, be to so come out too. and we get Make like a huge shit. squat. Make signs. Like 50 plus people. <laughs> the whole thing, dude, this is where my brain goes because I have a problem. Yeah. I'm going to fantasize <laughs> about the third baseman getting hurt. Oh, who can play? I can play. I'll hop in. I'll put a jersey on me and then be the hero. Dude, this is how my brain goes. Every time I'm like, go to the Dodgers game, I'm like, they're going to put me in though. You know? Like, wait, I brought my glove for a reason. Okay. See Dave Roberts come out. Yeah. He's like, get Chase. Chase Aroni does oh, like some yeah. yeah. He's got the same name as one of our ex players. Just put him in a jersey. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have that in the back. You right, know? right. Right. We, uh, we wanted to have this episode though because you guys have been asking us questions all week dude and we 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 thought this would be fun to just fire them off and go crazy because this is going to be a value-packed episode so if you're tuning in please leave a sub button for the rocks leave us a like drop a comment if your question gets answered and even if you don't tell your mom about it but i want to start off give me number one down in the corner who do we got before i get to number one i'm I'm backing off that point though right the little the little like and subscribe all that because Turns out Rock Nation just doesn't fuck with me, man. <laughs> they just don't fuck with me. I poured out my heart and soul. I poured out my heart and soul last episode. We asked for 500 likes. I wanted to see how how hard the boulders can come together. What do we get? 95 likes. You Ooh. gotta be Not kidding. even right, digits? Not even 100. Those 95 boulders, yeah. I absolutely love you. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, Cheers. Just a little, just a little extension yeah. on this topic because I kind of had a mindset switch. Like back in the day, I don't blame you guys because I used to not like or subscribe to like really any YouTube channels just for just for no reason really. But like since I've been in the creator space, I've really switched my mindset to like show my support to these people that I'm getting value from. You know what I mean? So. You know, just drop the like, drop the sub. Your life will be exactly the same after and maybe even better. You might feel, <laughs> you might feel even better. better. So, but with that being said, we can get into the questions. So we're going to start with Fly with Didi. Nailed it. Best investment in your first two years as a videographer or photographer? Sony A6000. Ooh, maybe the 50 mil lens I put on that camera. I think so. I would say that I think it was a Sony FE 50 millimeter F1.8. By far, best investment had to be a music licensing platform. Ooh, and and I, sent it, it, bro. I sent it with Artlist. Artlist IO. Oh. I'm locked in for Ooh. life, dude. I'm yeah. lo- Are I'm you locked. a lifer? Yeah, I'm a lifer. I'm a for lifer. And even before they sponsored this <laughs> podcast. Hold oh, on. Whoa. Even before they sponsored this podcast, I was given my money to Artlist. Yeah, I mean, I, I am given my money to Artlist. <laughs> I did not know they were sponsoring the podcast. Oh, this so, is, yeah, this is news to <laughs> 
so dude that two hundred dollars that coming back to me or like we're gonna upgrade you to you know because i i heard from a little birdie that you're not on the max account no oh, dude that's so embarrassing i'm gonna call i could I'm never gonna call our girl at artlist and we're gonna you. get you boosted to the max I mean, account artlist is really helpful you need it is yeah, the thing you gotta pick a music licensing platform it's kind of like picking one of the camera brands and obviously there's yep. only two options you know maybe three if you want red in there you know but there's yeah there's with not, the camera sure yeah, there's not many many options for right. cameras right but for music, music there's, there's, a, there's also a, only one. Yeah, there's only there's and only, it's artless. Well, <laughs> the thing that about it though, it's funny is it's like you think of it like a lot of people like YouTubers use it right, and you kind of think of it as that form. But like I have friends um, that work at like EA, that work at other bigger ad agencies that are like I just want to use artless. I've actually heard them saying like I would just rather use artless because the music's better. It just is. It, it, like, it literally it is, is like yeah. good. they're coming out with new hot stuff. So they're the first yeah. link in the description. What you get with Rock Nation being a part of this family, you get two months free. Wish I would have got that with your <laughs> annual with your annual subscription of a Max account on artless. Unbelievable. Also, if you're a Motion Array dude, which oh, I am. Ooh. You get a little discount on Motion Array as well. Dude, Dude. I just could have used these coupons. You, know? you should hit our link. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm going We're to. We're going to deactivate the other <laughs> yeah, one yeah. and we'll get you locked in with yeah. Artlist and Motion That's Array. That's so dope. What yeah. a deal. What do you need? I mean, you kind of need it. So if gonna, we're juiced on it, really. Yeah. Something that I didn't realize about Artlist is that it has stock footage, which Sick. I've actually been using at the gym that I've been making content for. And it's not just a gym, you know, it's a health and wellness mm. center, if we're calling it by its proper name. Sure. We got access to a physician. Nice. physical therapist a nutritionist and so we've been filming content with the nutritionist and she's talking about you know food right Fruits, veggies exactly nice. i like i need b-roll for those videos dude went on art list got some sick stock footage for days and it's 4k That's, dude oh, quality nice. stuff yeah. dude quality stuff and stock footage hard to find good stuff honestly yeah. and i want to give a quick shout out to our buddy sam sam newton out there for even oh. thinking of us oh, for this sam newton. you know seriously yeah. Thank you so much for even thinking that this could be something that would work for us because we're so appreciative of you and we're so appreciative of you know the rocks over at Artlist for seeing potential with our show. So thank you guys for for being here. Dude, matter of fact, Sam Newton, link down below. Go check out <laughs> yeah. his YouTube really channel. Really good drone dude. shot. Such a funny <laughs> fucking video, dude. <laughs> dude, what's number two, Keon? Give me number two. Wait, Costa, do you want to say your investment? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As well, I would say my my favorite investment that I made mm. was a gimbal. Ooh. Yeah, and I feel like you knew kind of, I was he found, going with that. found his identity. He's Gimbal God, dude. Yeah, he Since really day is. One. What's number two, Keon? Okay, number two from Duhout Photography. General tips and tricks to score new bigger clients that pay the fee you deserve. Probably an artlist <laughs> subscription. Huge. You know, if we always say like, in, is ask a client, is it internal, external? If it's external, I'm going to need art list, bro. But anyways, <laughs> general tips and tricks to score bigger clients. I would say that you have to make the work that you want to get paid to make. And usually it's a very difficult conversation to have with yourself because usually your stuff isn't up to the caliber of other people that are charging right. a higher premium. And so I remember I had a similar thing where I'm like, yo, I'm not really getting above a thousand bucks for a video. And I'm looking at other people in this space who are, and I'm like, man, they're colors better their sound right. is better their process is a lot better and so i had to do things on the back end to just get situated make my website higher quality uh, and make all the little things that when you think about me as a business or as a brand higher quality and better and really uh more efficient to be able to charge a higher price to these clients going off of that it sounds like they're feeling like their work is at the caliber mm -hmm. and they're just not able to like find lock, those find okay. those clients okay. and, and lock it in and sometimes you don't need to be a better fisherman. You just got to fish where there's bigger fish. Right. So you got to 
you got to target the clients that are going to have the bread, the bigger businesses instead of like the mom and pop shops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of, at some point you're going to have to tell yourself like, I am worth this much money and this is what I'm going to charge you. And you got to be comfortable saying that and staring them in the face and seeing what they say. And saying no to the ones that aren't valuing uh, your time or, or the product that you're putting out. Dude, the power in being able to say no there's so much power in that. So like, much power. Not coming at it from a desperate place of like, oh my God, I, I you know, I want to charge a thousand dollars. I know I should be making a thousand dollars for this video, but like they only have three hundred and fifty dollars and like, all right, fuck it. Like I kind of need the money. Right. Being able to get to a place of abundance and not scarcity and being able to say no when you know they're not gonna be able to offer you what you feel like you deserve is a really powerful place to be. Hell yeah. Number three from D Guida97. We're going to do, what's the best way to answer when a new job asks if you have any other full-time jobs? You lied. <laughs> I don't have a full-time job. Or you tell them, I have a full-time job and I have a question. they're chill. Why would it matter? If, yeah, why do they why, care? Why the fuck would it matter? Because if you're going, you're going to leave the job anyways to come to the new job. Why does that or, matter? Or you're going to get the work done. If you're going to stay at your full-time job and this freelance thing, you're like, I'm going to crush this. Doesn't matter to you, bro. Totally, yeah, totally, yeah. It's I'll not, work nights. It's dude. not their not their business. It's not their business. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna answer this question slightly differently because mm-hmm. I actually talked to a buddy of mine about this. So he got hit up about potentially joining this um, this new job to film concerts, and it was like a full time job, and they gave him dates for like these upcoming concerts but he already had prior commitments Mm -hmm. like for some of those dates. And he's like, what do I do? Like, I really want this job, but I have these other stuff. I said, be completely honest with them. Because I think like if you lie, like if you say you can take on these gigs, but you have a conflict of interest Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, like you just get yourself in a sticky situation. So like if for whatever reason, if a job is asking you if you have any other jobs, like you're free certain dates, like I would say be completely honest because having clear communication from the get if you're going to start a new job is really important. No, you're totally right. Like yeah. if, if they're like, okay, we want you to edit for like two months here, but you're like, okay, well, I have a shoot on the 17th mm-hmm. and I have a shoot and just tell them before exactly. it starts. Yes. And then they're like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Like we'll work around that or else you're just going to be freaking out on those yeah. days and it's going to suck. Yeah. Our light isn't fucking on, bro. <laughs> We've been doing this. How long? 80. Was un- it? Unbelievable. Was it off the whole time? I think it must. Well, it's yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I feel like you can just. I, f- I feel like you can you can match it pretty. You can try your best, and it, who's it, most people are listening. Right? You give it a good old college try. Give it a little college try. Wait, is it a little dark in here? <laughs> oh, ow! Just kidding. I think I should have done that before we turned it on. God damn it! Give me the next one, Keon. All right, we got Matt Geofilms. What are your guys' go-to loadouts for photo and video events? I love these using Call of Duty terms. Yeah, ca- yeah. Canon C70 uh, M4, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's OP right now, dude. Um, well, okay. So for photo and video. Yeah. Give me the photo video. Yeah. I mean, similar to yours. We go Canon C70. Boom. That's a super 35 um, sensor. So we use a 15 to 35 because, you know, you need a little bit wider. And then maybe 24 to 105 because you're zooming in on shit. Come on. And that basically covers your base. I like to throw a prime in, maybe a 50 prime or like a 35 prime F1.8 just to get a little more light if you need it or just to get a little different look. Um, and then photo, you know, I'm sticking in the Canon family, like an R6 with again, maybe a similar lens setup or just go with the Trinity, the 15, or I guess it'd be 16 to 35, 24 to 70 and uh, 70 to 200. Light work. Light work. And dude. the ZV-1 with a 16 to 28 just for fun. Come nice. On. And then, yeah, you know, some lights here and there, a gimbal for sure. Yeah. 
As a photographer, I'm for sure having a flash on me. Yeah. With a diffuser on the flash. Gary Fung, is that his name? Michael Fung? They, that is one of them. Nice. I got it. I think Crushed that it. is a type of diffuser for a flash. <laughs> and then maybe also like a double cold shoe mount if you want to have like a light and a shotgun mic. If you're doing maybe like an event. Yeah. Nice. You know? Definitely. Yeah. We, we're big DJI Ronin guys. Yeah. Yeah. And audio. Got to have some good mics. Yeah. You're the audio Shotgun guy. mic, laugh mic. Or the yeah, the whole nine yards. You need good audio. You know, I actually don't record audio. I just use artless sound effects. Just fill it right back in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually like totally true though. I'm we like not even for- doing the thing. It's like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fill it back in later. <laughs> I feel like we should for sure start to include some artless uh, sound effects in here. Oh yeah, I love like that. One of these. Nice. Yeah, you know that. You know that's not a good. Mm-hmm. Or like a. You know, oh, yeah, like wink, 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 yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Something like that. <laughs> Give me the next one. Next one from Sean McGowan. I don't know if I should stay full-time or go full freelance. What are your pros and cons to both? Okay, full-time pro is you have benefits and you don't have to pay for your dental or your health benefits. And you also have a 401k probably. And Maybe have, a little match, a little 5% match. You have a constant paycheck, which is really nice. So if hmm. you work or don't work, you still get paid, which is really nice. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm only getting paid if I'm on a project. You're you, still getting paid. Or you could get overworked like crazy. Which is also true. You can also work way more than you'd have to work in freelance and get paid the same amount the same still, amount yeah which is a bummer con give me give me some, give me some pros and cons of freelance dude i just get to like plan my day however i want if i want to go to the gym at noon i can go to the gym at noon right so if you're trying to get really big like you should probably go freelance um or i would go at five like an old person jim's <laughs> packed that yeah dude. it so is dude jim's dude, empty at 12 or one let me tell you does monarch get packed just out of curiosity it does friday really? friday mornings dude, a lot that. of rich people yeah. huh <laughs> yeah. jesus um, both I, both have their their pros we, and cons. We did actually you, did a full episode. Yeah, we did a full episode. You should go. You should go check out that full app. It'll it'll help you more with some. Clarity. You all should. It's really good. Give it to me. Next from N. Duraney. What do you guys do when you book a new client, but you haven't been feeling creative? You got to slap those hands and wake them up, baby, because this it ain't going to wait for you. You got to be creative. Uh, you know, you don't. I think in our profession, you can feel not creative, but you still have to have things in your process that will get the video done no matter what. You can't. I can't hit up Nike and say, hey, right. guys, just not feeling it today. Yeah. You know, can't can't do this one. Sorry. You got to still I, figure it out. I think it makes sense if you're trying to make like a passion project. For or sure. Person. Definitely. Like, I just don't really have any inspiration. But if a client is coming to you and they're saying, we need a video that feels like this and looks like this, you're going to start picturing it, right? And then you're going to just... Just trust that they'll give you enough direction where then you can plus it up, punch it up, and then take that leap with them and make something dope. And do it in little increments. Don't go, oh, okay, I have to do a minute. Do five seconds that yep, first night that feels set, cool. set up the project let's get five good seconds in yep. and let's just like let the creative juices kind of start to fold again i would also say that when i'm feeling least creative or maybe unable to tap into like my creative side is when i am not on a good night's rest and i haven't been eating good like mm-hmm. drink water eat healthy get a good night's sleep and like wake up get a cup of coffee in your system, throw on some headphones, put on some sick music, go for a walk, and maybe like consume some other people's content. And I feel like that might spark some inspiration. Two quick tips. I think boredom is the key to creativity. Make yourself fucking, like take a shower. You know, you're stuck. There's nothing else to do. Take a shower. Maybe just like be in an elevator. You know, I get a great idea because there's nothing to do in the elevator. Or like, yeah, like you said, go for a walk. Yeah, I feel like if I'm literally bored, I have nothing to do, that's when all my best ideas come. I love it. Okay, I like this one. This one is from Matt Lutz. 
how would y'all approach creating content on a year-long around-the-world trip? Man, the world is your oyster, Matt. You got just time for days. I feel like you can do so fun. literally whatever you want, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be awesome. I feel like when I say I go on like a trip and I make a video, I usually don't know what it's going to be beforehand because you don't know what you're going to see. And then you start shooting stuff, and then you're like, you know, I got that shot. Now if I get this shot and that shot, that would pair. And then you start to formulate the edit in your head. I kind of feel like you almost need to be there. It's the reason why location scouting for like a commercial project is huge because you see the location and then you get inspired. Obviously not going to do that on the fucking world trip. <laughs> but you either the, you'll get there the first day, and then you start to get inspired as you get more shots. Just shoot everything. I'll give Matt one idea. I think it'd be fun to do some match cuts of you potentially walking across in these different countries mm -hmm. that you're gonna be you're gonna Boom. be visiting. Me personally, I'm not gonna give Matt advice on how he should. I don't even know if he's going around the world on a trip. I don't know if this is a hypothetical. If I was going on a year long trip, okay. right? This, what I would do, I would just love to take my camera with like maybe a 35 mil lens and a tripod and just get a bunch of really sick, like locked off mm. shots. So he wasn't telling Matt, now he's telling Matt. Yeah. No, this is just my oh, this idea. Is your, this, this is my your, idea. Oh, this yeah. is your just thing. go locked off. Baby. Like a Tim in the wild, just a, like a three minute, just a sick, like all the cool places I hit, I'm just gonna hit, a, I'm just gonna film a really cool locked off tripod and shot. And then the last shot, fucking the camera's moving just as you're like whoa what's going on now spinning around him or something you know just out of and then it's like oh wow that was a really satisfying ending you can do that for yours i'm just gonna keep mine yeah, locked I like off that I'm moving the camera i like that idea a lot sure. <laughs> next, next one next one from bugsy dan what was the first camera that you guys bought you know it's funny this is actually funny i bought a nikon but I returned it because Thank the autofocus, it was like, so then weird. I got a Canon T3i, I believe. Same, same or first T5i. camera I bought, really? Canon T5i. Uh, you guys are a little better than me. Kit lens. T3i, kit lens. Top to your name coming in. Viera Raphael 33 asked, why is Costas so obsessed in being bigger than Brayden? I think this just comes with wanting something you can't have. Exactly. I was going to say, know? it's like, why am I obsessed with Margot Robbie? So exactly. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Next. Well, no, <laughs> no, not next. Don't, don't fucking do that. I'm changing the way I'm, I'm approaching this. Okay. Because smart. Brayden's a little bit bigger. I would say I'm like catching up for sure. But something that I do have on him, I think is being a hybrid athlete. Mm. And so I just think that Brayden's so focused on like getting big in the gym. What's something that like, wh where can I really excel at that? He probably can't. Like I've been going on runs, dude. Okay. So just ten being, minute mile. Just being a full hybrid athlete where it's like I'm yoked, but I also I like think, focus on on stretching, longevity, and like being able to like maybe run marathons. I think we should do like a five oh five Olympics. Olympics. That's hilarious. <laughs> or just like a straight up just endurance run. I think like, we need to pick random things though, like spike. For example, sure. or we like need to a go random hit a softball, we ping pong. Yeah, I feel like you'd be yeah, really good I am, at ping pong. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you'd be good at ping pong. Oh, I like throwing footballs in like those little holes, sure, the baskets, yes, stuff like that. That is such I a. I would love to do that. Carrying dude. carrying C stands. How many can you carry at yep, one time? Love that. How fast can you set up an aperture light? Love nice. that. And then there should be a run because it would be really fun if we all ran for <laughs> distance. Just just because that's just sheer willpower. Yeah, and oh, I God, I just want to see so Brayden try to run because he's not a hybrid athlete and he's just so used to picking up heavy stuff. Give me the next one. Next one from Evan. Walker, what's your number one tip for cold calling? It sucks, but we know we have to do it. Oh, I think this is time for a little role play <laughs> oh, with shit, me and Big dude. Rock oh, here. Shit, what right. kind of role play? I'm <laughs> Jimmy, you're Hemi. Let's do it. Okay, I'm Hemi, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be selling you my services. What's your business, though? What do you do? I 
sell pet supplies so oh, easy wow. and yeah. you've like already been interested in my stuff or is this completely I've, I've, cold no i've heard um i've i've heard of like this guy that um makes like sports videos but he does like other stuff on the side so it's like i i like the <laughs> lakers and so i thought that'd be kind of interesting what is your what's your name again jimmy you're Hemi. okay yeah ring ring jimmy hey What's up? This Who is, is this? This is uh, this is Hemi. How you doing? Oh, Hemi! I think I've seen some of your uh, video. You are you with the Lakers? Yes, yes, I am. And and you have that amazing pet supplies company. How's that been going? Top of the line, dude. Top of the line. It's um, you know, birds, dogs, and cats. You sell it all. I sell it all. How's your week been going? Pretty good. We had a cat escape, um, and that's why we don't <laughs> keep reptiles anymore. They chase them all around the city. Oh, the cats are chasing the reptiles. Yeah, that's why we stopped selling reptiles. Got it. Okay, well, you know, I, I'm really happy that you took the time to hop on this call with me, but I kind of wanted to know a little bit about what you guys are doing currently on social. How's that stuff been? Well, we don't have a lot of social presence. We actually are seeing TikToks of dogs go viral, and we wonder why we can't do that. I, I think that's something that we can definitely definitely help you with. I want to say that you guys right now are posting what what is it right now one to two times a week whenever the daughter she she's in college but she'll come in and she'll help out a little with the posting i don't get it totally would you want to do something potentially where we're getting a bunch of amazing potentially viral dog things i mean viral on? dogs are what we want it's kind of what you guys are looking yeah. for and i also think we need to dive more into you know the brand the brand story because i'm, I'm looking at your website right now currently and i don't really understand what it is that you guys do right when i hop onto the page i'm seeing a lot of different animals and I don't know that you guys are the sellers of all of this stuff. It could be just a, a blog from your daughter. Oh, you know, that's that's interesting. We are kind of, we weren't sure if we we're doing supplies. We weren't sure if we we're selling live animals. We're definitely not selling reptiles anymore. Mm. They all escaped. Mm -hmm. But I think that it is an interesting thing to, you know, my my grandfather, Jimmy, who is, a, I'm a junior. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, um, he started the company a long time ago because he actually just had a lot of dogs. And then started selling them because he hated them. <laughs> and we needed some more money. Yeah, that's super understandable. So it's actually like a, we hate the animals. That's why I want to get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, something something that every pet supplier, I'm sure, is going through across the country. Right. And, and I, we do want that message to be known. Do you have kind of a ballpark range of what you want to spend on this content creation, Jimmy? Yeah, I'd say like $200 would be great. I, you know, I, I love where your head's at. I think that to really do this and knock this out of the park, I'm sitting in between... 3,000 do about 1500 bucks. And the reason for that, I know that might That's scare a lot. you. I know, I know it's a big investment, but I also think that with this stuff, if we see this go for, you know, one to two months, we can really get a case study going. And I think that this would really benefit you guys because I think we're going to drive more sales. That's the whole point of this. I don't want you to think that we're spending money just for fun. There's only reason we would do this is to see an ROI. And right. from the people that I've worked with, I'm going to send you over a bunch of case studies so you can see other brands like yours that we've done this with and it's worked for them. And then we can kind of, we can test and learn. You know, if we do this for two months and you're not happy with it, I'd be more than happy to re renegotiate the contract but I think that that's something that would really work yeah I like the idea of being able to dip my toes in the water and kind of seeing where it goes so um let's do it love it there boom. it is boom that's I think it's really important though with the cold calls you have to understand what it is that their business is doing what it is that they're currently not doing and how you can help them because if you can't help them there's no point in even attempting to have any sort of conversation right with like oh let's let's try and work this out also to bring up the budget early in the conversation because you don't want to go back make an entire pitch deck you send it to Jimmy and he's like yo I didn't know about this this three thousand right. dollars because he's thinking 200 bucks so you're right. bracing them for that number and by the time you get off the 
the phone, you'll be able to send them something and they'll be able to look at it and be like, oh, okay, that number isn't like magic. Like I heard it on the phone. I know that's what I was expecting and this is why it costs this much. I also think you want to reach out to people that you know you for sure can help, right? Like you want to mm. check out their, if you're doing social media stuff, right, content, like check out their social media if you're doing gyms and you look at a bunch of gyms in your area, like don't necessarily hit up the gyms who already have like a great right. looking Instagram and TikTok page, like target the ones that you know for sure you can help out. Absolutely. Totally. That was just textbook, that was great. Um, okay, so we got Jimmy. Jimmy. VRM Jimmy. photography. How Say it one more time, sorry. VRM photography. How to save for retirement as a freelancer. Chase, what do we got? I'm telling you, you just got to fucking yam the Roth IRA, dude. Because you don't have a 401k, you just got to fucking dunk on the Roth IRA, dude. You put money in and it gets taxed on the way in, but not on the way out. And it gains interest. So then at the end, when you are old, you have a shit ton of money that doesn't get taxed when you take it out, Bada which is bang. huge. Dude, dude and it hit that S&P 500, S&P, dude. dude. Mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah, don't go crypto. Okay, the three of us have- We uh, lost, dude. We lost some bread. It's That's why we need back. sponsors, bro. <laughs> it's coming back. I will say though, if you get Artlist, you'll save two months free and you can use that money that you're saving. Put that in your Roth. Put that, put that in, in the, the Roth. Roth. I love that. Next. All right, next we're doing- Wait, are you going to second, second one? one? Bro, I just, it's a, it's a long part. <laughs> What's in that you know backpack? I mean? yeah. um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, anyway, that anyway. it's going nuts. What are okay? Wait, sorry. Trey Tyler Media. What are some of the what are, what, what are some, some of the different the biggest differences you made from transitioning from college to pro? Ooh, okay. I mean, draft day was big. Yeah, it was right. huge for me. I mean, I've oh. never been more nervous just sitting there through rounds. One goes. I'm still sitting. Two goes. Third round, dude. Twelfth pick. You know, but I'm showing off, dude. I'm Russell Wilson up in there, baby. Come on. Dude, I think some of the biggest differences from transitioning from college to pro would be. Uh, one access changes a lot. I think that obviously the people and the pros are getting paid millions of dollars. It's no longer like, oh, do this thing for social media, like just for right. fun. It's like they, they're there to, this is their job. This is their entire job. This is what they're doing. And I also think that where access changes a lot, um, could be good, could be bad, just depends on your team and what your relationship is with your media people there. Um, I also think that uh, the level of play is times 40. And uh, there's a saying that it's not the same anymore because high school is actually so insane, but they used to say high schools played below the rim. It's no longer really like that. They're they're yamming now. Colleges played at the rim and the pros is played above the rim. And so you really notice it specifically with basketball because like Jackson Hayes state practice is just like three heads above the rim. And I'm like, dude, like you just, so nonchalantly did that it's crazy um and i i think they're a lot faster they're also just yoke dude it's their whole job right this is their entire job is to be they're not going to school anymore they don't have 16 credits that they also are taking on top of this um yeah and i think that, that those are some of the biggest differences i noticed boom sweet okay i love this question here it's from john gonzo what are your thoughts on the new movie the creator being shot on the fx3 what does that mean for upcoming filmmakers? Fucking wild, dude. Yeah. I just can't even wrap my head around it. I would love to make that movie if my FX3 got stolen. <laughs> dude, I heard that they were actually looking at you and then they're like, well, I don't know where his FX3 went. He doesn't have that FX3, yeah. so we can't hire him. Uh, so this is really crazy because as filmmaking has progressed, the ability to create high quality videos has just diminished completely. Like the the barrier to entry now is so low. I remember 
what was when did drones really start coming into play like when casey 20, right when casey was pop, 20, like eight years ago yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. even 10 years ago yeah, yeah. and that changed the game because it was like holy shit like we don't have to get a helicopter exactly anymore. and now like comparing the footage between like the dji one mm -hmm. and whatever it's at now is like insane i was watching a video and it compared stats between the um ARRI Alexa Mini LF and a Sony FX3. So the Sony FX3 can shoot at 4K. The ARRI can shoot at 4.5K. So like a little better. The yeah. dynamic range, Sony actually has it beat 15 stops of dynamic range, whereas the ARRI Alexa Mini LF has 14 stops of dynamic range. And then the color, the Sony can shoot at 10-bit 422 with a 16-bit raw output. And then the ARRI can shoot at a 12-bit 4444XQ Apple ProRes, 16-bit linear, 12-bit ARRI raw. And like, granted, of course the ARRI is going to be better, but it's pretty damn close. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, if you look at it, just like the specs, it's insane that they're similar. I think that with like, obviously with an Alexa, like LF, more capabilities. There's you, there's, you can build it out yeah. more. You can remote trigger it. You have a trusted color science. But like, if you're, if you're in a pinch and you have a great colorist, like they can kind of figure it out. They can kind of match it. And it's just fucking crazy that like you can just buy an FX3 you know, not that hard. I mean, back in the day, bro, it was like they shot everything on film and it was expensive as fuck and it was huge, it was heavy. And then like you get it developed and that costs a shit ton of money. If you lose any film rolls, if they fall into the ship, like off the ship, you're done. And then the digital like cinema cameras came out, like the Alexa LF, which is super expensive. And then we have like the FX3 that they're like, let's just use this because it's just as fucking good basically. It's crazy, dude. So go out there and fucking make a movie. And the reason why the director decided to use this camera was because one of its small form factors, so he could fit it in a bunch of crazy places. And two, the dual native ISO at 12,800, mm. it allowed them to like be able to save money on really expensive rigs and lights because they could just boost that ISO. And people. Yeah. I mean, that's the most expensive thing is the people. And they don't have to get as many crew members to lift the lights and hold the gimbal, et cetera. I also think that with camera gear getting as good as it is for like not as expensive i no longer think that image quality it can be a separating factor between like who's good and who's not i think now it's going to come down to like oh who's actually like the more talented creator and who has the better ideas and can execute on that totally yeah. i think that's so true love it yeah i love that also just the iphones are going it's just boosting up they got a log and everything now like yeah. shoot a whole music video on it okay from aaron snowsill what three things would you focus on if you were starting youtube as a rookie videographer i mean first one's pretty obvious yeah easy easy one artless.io <laughs> for your music need it because you you want to be able to monetize on this youtube stuff right yeah. and you're not going to be able to do that if you're using drake i think you, know? you need <laughs> um i think the biggest thing point of view seriously have a point of view that's different from other people's point of view because like you don't need to make the craziest videos i mean so many people have proven that and like a lot of casey's big videos when he was popping off just him in his office talking about stuff you just gotta have like a point of view think about what you want to say and be consistent with that and then introduce the other shit like cool camera moves and like your style visually etc i think being consistent is like such a yeah. big thing right if you're gonna dive into youtube don't like put one foot in like be consistent with it right. give it a good college try and if that's something you really want to do like go after it and 
don't give yourself an out make it a serious priority in your life and go for it make good thumbnails if you look mm. at uh, on youtube if you're like on the home screen the most important thing is the ctr click-through rate and so if you can get a good thumbnail that's the really one of the biggest reasons why people are stepping into your video and make that first minute really interesting no one cares about you setting up your coffee maker and i i remember all my youtube videos used to be like dude these are so cool and i'm like they were kind of like casey's but no one gives a fuck about right. you in the beginning so right. you have to give them a reason to stay so whether it be your point of view something you're talking about make that first minute so interesting they're like all right i want to stick around to the end and kind of you know tell a story with all that stuff nice okay now we got matt mikhail what can a creative do to develop deep expertise in their field what's the next step i think deep expertise just comes from consuming as much content as you can and making it a priority to like to learn as much as you can. There's some like insanely amazing YouTubers that break down like film and lighting and color science, like all these things that, you know, you could pay tens of thousands of dollars to learn in film school. Like you can literally learn it from YouTube. So I would just devote yourself to learning as much about your craft as possible and then giving yourself as many reps going out in the field, whether you're hired or not, like just using your camera as much as possible and trying new techniques. Yeah, I was just gonna say, do the damn thing do over it. and over and over again. And then you'll you'll develop a deep expertise along the way. And you can also, uh, you can build in public. Like I remember, I don't know, five, six years ago, I'm still giving advice. I'm not at the level that I'm at now, right. but you're not giving the advice to Spielberg. You're giving it to right. younger rocks kind of along the way. Next. All right, next we got Nathan Nichols, and it is, how do I get brand deals? Oh, Coach. Should I, should I take this one? Yeah, yeah Chase, Chase, just lob that up for yeah. you. <laughs> okay, so as someone who has done quite a few brand deals, and also, dude, we're, this episode is a brand deal, dude. Come on, oh, just baby. Can't. I do oh. know how to do it. Um, what? I, sounds. Yeah. What happened in there? Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I would say the first tip, if, if you're not, if you don't have a shitload of followers, right? You're probably not getting reached out to for a brand deal, but it's okay because to do a brand deal or to work with a brand, it's not like you need to have an X amount of followers. Like anyone can really work with a brand. You just have to make sure you're like aligned um, with that brand that you wanna work with. So like the same niche, right? Let's say you're a tech reviewer, like you can reach out to um, a computer brand, um, maybe not so much like Apple, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe not like Apple, but I'm saying like, in, if you're a tech reviewer, you're not gonna reach out to a fitness company. Like you wanna be aligned, right? So like what kind of videos you make and the audience you have, right. want that to be aligned with the brand that you're reaching out to. What else helps? You wanna have good engagement. Um, if someone's commenting on your posts, like comment back and they want to see that your audience and your followers are engaged in the content that you're putting out. And the third main thing is like, are you good at creating content? Right. Like really look at your content and say, is this something that a brand would pay me money um, for? Because if it's not, you just gotta get better at your craft first and then reach out. I would also say, um, it has to be mutually beneficial. Right. Like you wanna come from a place of service just because you want to get some free shit from a company, that's not a reason why you should reach out and that's not a reason why the brand's gonna to wanna to work with you. And then when you're pitching yourself, 
you want to make a personal connection like you want to you want to reach out to a brand that you're actually a fan of and that you actually use especially the first time around and you want to connect it to your business pitch a specific idea of like what kind of content are you going to make and how is your audience going to respond to it and then you want to like highlight your best assets meaning like oh either maybe you have a really high engagement rate or maybe you're like you have a specific style of photography or video that's really sick that really uh, relates to that brand and then you're gonna just want to reach out to a ton of companies because the first one's probably gonna say no well i mean that's a ton of info dude that should almost be yeah, another pot yeah, yeah we'll do if you guys want we can do a full breakdown of like how to get your first brand deal and really how to execute a brand deal because I feel like we a good, have some good stuff to say. Yeah, well, you do. I'm Clearly. learning and, from Big Rock. Yeah. I got my first one this week. Come on, so I'm locked in, dude. I'm locked in. I mean, I, I technically got that art list. I got that Lex. Out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, you're you're, you're dubbed up. Next, next, we got Sully D edits. I'm 14 year, years old right now. What should I do now to be able to be successful when I'm older? Wow, what a thought. Dude. What a good thought. When you're 14 to be Sully thinking about D, that. dude. I will say the fact that you're even thinking yeah. about it at that age, yeah. you're yeah. A, you're a step ahead of most yeah. i feel like sometimes i do go through this exercise and think like what should i have spent more time on when i was younger etc and i think kosas and i have decided less baseball more video yeah <laughs> seriously it, like if it, but it doesn't have to be that for you but like really try to think about stuff that you really care about that you could actually make money in if that's what you want to do by if if that's how you measure success and then try to like get good at those things. Like maybe it's making videos like in our case, or maybe it's like cooking or like something else. But like, if you start that young, when you actually have that kind of focus that you have, Mr. Sunny D edits, Sully D edits. Yeah. Like clearly he's editing, start editing, dude. Yeah. Like edit a lot. You're going to be so good at it by the time you're 18. Yeah. Find that intersection of passion and bread and yeah. just run with it, dude. Try, uh, try not burn yourself out. You brought up a good point though. It's like you have to define what your um, totally. definition of success is. I remember um, Virgil came to speak at Wisconsin. Went to Wisconsin. I can't Wisconsin. believe he yeah. fucking went to that school. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. baby. Crazy. So, Must have been so packed he, out at Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible academics in Ohio State. So Virgil came to speak at Wisconsin and he was like, my only definition of success was being able to wear sneakers to work every day. Swag. I love that. And so like, okay, if that's your definition of success, you just need a job that you can wear sneakers to work every day. Yeah. So I think defining success is like the first step in becoming successful because like once you know what it is to you that success means, you can then take the steps to get there. Yep. Low Productions. Shout out. Asked, Shout out, Lucas. Um, when's the Midwest meetup? I got an idea. <laughs> I tell do have me. an idea. Okay, tell me. Oregon has joined the ba the Big Ten. Ooh. Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh. Best college town in America, according to Scott Van Pelt True. and myself. And your boy. And Costas. We'll have eventually a home game against Oregon, right? In Madison. I say we all go. We go to the game and we have a fucking meetup in Madison. It'll be so fun, dude. We'll get wild. You'll see what it's like game day, Wisconsin. We'll go to Oregon game as well sometime in the future. It'll be so fucking fun, dude. I'd, I'd be That's down. a great Chase, idea. Right? I love that. You don't know how down I am for dude, that. Dude, I so would fun. love that. It'd be dude. so fun, dude. Let's go on a Midwest we'll, tour. We'll, we'll know where to like get really fucked up. Like Costas and I will like, show you like, oh, $4. Come dude. on, dude. Bro, it's funny because uh, for any stoolies watching, like the Bustin' with the Boys guys, they have a one guy went to Nebraska, one guy went yeah. to Michigan. So they have an official game called the Bussin' Bowl now. Fun. <laughs> so this is just a five five bowl. I like boys, that, bro. dude. I like that a lot. Should we I, do like a like a flag like football like five oh five tournament? 
Oh, we'll shoot. do things. I mean, we got we got a lot of stuff. You wouldn't believe my hands. A lot of stuff we got to do. I'm so down. Um, I love it though, Chase. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Mako Departin negotiating pricing for tour photo slash video. Uh, Ooh, the pricing guide is coming out soon. We've been working on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that, that we've working been working hard on it. I know we've been talking about. It. You guys don't understand though how much shit we've put into this. Yeah. It, we could have made it a page, sold it for ten bucks. No, no, we're we're make we're literally pouring our heart and souls on everything we've learned about pricing, and we thought it was going to take a week. It's just yeah, there's greatest, there's a greatest girl, takes time. There's a girlfriend designing slides. I think I've seen. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there is a girlfriend that is working very hard on the slides, and yeah. she is not happy with the other two. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. We have to go do a little work on those slides. But we're gonna get that to you guys soon. We promise. I, I had a little, a little bit of an ass chewing the other night about how the layout of the fucking slides was. So bear with us because I'm trying to work on it. The project manager is working on it. But it's gonna look pretty. It's gonna as look. Fuck. It's beautiful because yeah. like we Hell didn't yeah, make boys. it, so we <laughs> right. just put the info on it. A lot of info. What do you got though? How do you negotiate for a tour photo and video? Give me just okay, Coasty. What is like the bottom and what is the top looking like in that sector for tour? Let's do photo first and then video. I would say like the minimum you should take would, I mean, I still think like if you have a cool opportunity, like shoot for free, but like a hundred to $200 a show. Um, That's the lower end. I would say so. Yeah. Even like, I think like a hundred's even a little low. I think you could get like 200 um, and then upwards of like a grand. But it's interesting. I was actually talking to our good buddy Danilo about this. And um, I'm not going to say how much he's, you know, charging um, because that's his business, but he has a rate and he was telling me that he turned down like quite a few clients um, in the past three months. He said probably close to like 15 because he has his rate. Granted, he's an OG in the game and he has a built out portfolio, but he's like, this is how much it cost me to get out to leave my house. Yeah. And if you're not going to meet that rate, it's not worth it for me. So at some point, like to have negotiation power, you need leverage. Yeah. You right. So like once you get that leverage and you know you're good and your stuff's good and you're fun to be around and you know you're ready to charge a certain amount, I think it's just a matter of like coming from a place of being willing to turn something down and holding your ground and also like. Dude, these managers are scummy. Like right. they will try to get you to come out kind of for job. less. You're right. And it's like you gotta hold your ground, but coming at it from like, I don't need this gig. So like this is what I'm worth. This is what I charge. Take it or leave it. Next, this is a fun one. I am Karalam. What's a life hack that you know that not a lot of people know? I do have one. I'm an aisle seat guy on the plane. And you know how there's that armrest on the aisle that like you can't get up, you gotta pee and you gotta like lift your whole, if you have the tray down, you have to lift all your drinks off to get out, no. By your elbow where it rests on the thing is a little tricky, tricky thing. You can click that up. It's kind of janky, feels germy as fuck. Hit that up, you can lift that armrest up, you can get right out. It's really helpful, really helpful. Unreal method. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you go to that shitty restaurant, Chipotle, yeah. you know, and you can Love, ask- Love-hate relationship. Yeah, you can ask for double rice, double beans. You can ask for damn near everything except the meats- For double. For double, and it's the same price. And tortilla, fucking 50, shells on the side. 50 cent, it's rude. They've, they've upped yeah, that. They've I'm not cool. That. They used to be free. And the vinaigrette. And the vinaigrette. Uh, and get that vinaigrette on the side. Such a good hack. Going off of food and going back to Wisconsin. Whoa. This is a life hack that I figured out my senior year of college. Oh, told me about it right away. So. Too. In Madison, Wisconsin, the main market is called Fresh. Now, in Wisconsin, 
different than LA, right? <laughs> LA, you pretty much always have ripe avocados for Everywhere. the most part. Madison, Wisconsin, not so much. Mm-hmm. But if you go and you get an unripe avocado and then in the middle of fresh market, there's a sushi guy, right? Sushi chef making the rolls. He always has fresh avocados. You need so them for sushi. You can go get an unripe avocado, go to the sushi guy, go, hey, can you exchange a one me? for one? Yeah, one for one. Can I get the ripe avocado? And he'll give you the ripe avocado. And I learned that and it legit changed my life. Well, the sushi is going downhill for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's get unripe yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, if you, if you are in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, next, another OG Rock Horizon Big project. Bang. If you had 5K to restart your video journey right now and start making money, what would you spend it on? Chase? Oh, that's fun. Um, I'm getting like a, I'm buying a used camera body that's about. 1500 bucks, right? I don't know what that is. Maybe like a, one of them Sony smaller ones. Um, I'm getting at least two lenses, which again, like maybe I'll go Sigma, but I'm probably going to get like a wide and like a, maybe like I'll probably get a 50 because it's cheap. You can get a 50 for like 150 bucks sometimes. And then I'll probably get like, say it's one, if it's one of those crop sensor Sony's, I'll probably get like a Sigma, like fucking 24, you know, like F1 point. No, not 24, maybe like a 16. And then I'm going to gimbal because I feel like that really changes things. And then if you, let's see if you carry the one, if you can add in a used drone in there, you can get all the shots you could ever need to make a fucking production. Maybe a microphone too, a shotgun microphone. I was going to say a good mic. I would invest instead of going heavy on the camera, I would future proof my laptop. Ooh. And so I would go more heavy on the laptop, but I would lease it through Apple's business program. So I would pay for it per month, only like 130 bucks for probably the most expensive 10K laptop that they have. Look that shit up. And then I would go get a same thing, used camera, like you said, a couple mm-hmm. years back, mm-hmm. good audio device, uh, a couple lenses and lav mics, I call it a day. That's a good move. Maybe a light, just like one light. One light, around. one sick light would be yeah. great if I could get that in there. My answer is pretty similar to yours, but for shits and giggles, I'm gonna take my iPhone and I'm gonna spend the $5,000 and go travel and make oh. some freaking travel content. Or maybe get like a, maybe get like a, spend like 2K on a camera, get like a nice camera and then 3K to go travel and like make a sick like spec ad or um, something like that. And I like, like that. have, like have that an idea. actual piece to be yeah. able to it's show. It's a fun change. I like I that idea. It. Okay, final 09 PSD. Funny name. Do you think gear matters slash how to find your first few clients? He has two questions. Two different questions. Two different yeah. questions. Slash yeah. doesn't make it one question. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Final um, 09. I mean, we talked about this, this is a whole podcast about does gear matter, right? Have we yeah. done that? Yeah. Well, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't too. It depends on what you're making, right? YouTube videos, like we said, if you have an iPhone and a point of view, you can become a YouTuber. If you're trying to make client work, you can't really show up with an iPhone. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Unless you're a TikTok girlie. Unless you're a TikTok girlie, like your girlfriend. She shows up <laughs> with iPhones professionally and they want her to, which is sick. It's beast. It's beast. I mean, uh, honestly, you guys could also like attest to this, but like someone could have like a bunch of crazy gear and just not be able to yeah, not really chef. tell a good story, but someone yeah. could have just a fucking iPod yeah. 4 and I mean, cook. they shot uh, Luya Rodrigo's music video on, on the new iPhone, iPhone. And it's yeah. sick. How to find your first few clients. What I would say to do is make a list of people in your area that you think that you can help. Yeah. And I would go in. It doesn't also have to be, for, uh, it doesn't have to be for free at first. You could do it for very cheap because it's like your first time. You're like, hey, I'm just learning how to do this. I'm going to provide you guys with this content. If you like it, let's talk. Yep. Boom. Boom. You can go in person. You could cold call uh, or you can hit up your entire contact list. I guarantee to you someone in your contact list would be down for you to make them a video check us out smoke bomb holy shit
Where do you just, go? I think you just leave like that. <sighs> We're gonna know. we'll put it on our back. We'll finish yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, we, we got Keanu, it. What do we got next? I missed him already. But next we got Devin Bass. Best advice for a small for a small market sports photographer to get their name more out there. I would say these Devin. Qu- these questions are getting harder for Keon as that second high news <laughs> yeah, starts flowing. Starts flowing in. Uh, best advice for a small market sports photographer. Okay, we got to work with what we have at our disposal, and hopefully there is a town that is less than a four-hour drive away from you that is a maybe a bigger market. And so then potentially what you could do is start to take trips up there, try to get a deal with the, like a local high school player, and then maybe there's a junior college that you can start working with, maybe a D3 school, maybe a D2 school, and you can start to slowly work your way up i would say that it doesn't matter where you start but you just have to start scott said something really interesting on our last podcast he said it doesn't matter who you shoot it matters how you shoot it 100 percent. i thought that was great advice couldn't agree more you could make the smallest high school in your town look insane yeah. and if that's way cooler than the kids that are you know at a at a more mid-school like wisconsin then they're gonna <laughs> hire the kid from the high school every single time yeah oh these are questions from the discord rocks also the discord is linked down below so if you're listening it's weird because there's thousands of people tuning in every single week and there's only like 300 people in the discord so that's where i consider like boulder yeah, territory you know dude. so the boulders are in the discord discord is linked down below Discord's lit yeah bro. hop in the discord shit is flying we're dude we're giving jobs in the discord people are making racks and you're we're, just we're literally making millionaires yeah in the discord. and if you're not in the discord you could be you know struggling and we don't want that yeah, to happen yeah, discord yeah. number one who do we got discord number one we got wesley 824 what would be the perfect camera for content creators like you guys pick a body and five features that be See, it's not me. It's the grammar, bro. I'm You're sorry. Right. I like, just copied it. It's, it's been bugging on all these, but um, <laughs> you can mix all brands except for Nikon LOL, like winky tongue out emoji. Um, pretty curious what body you guys would take and what must have features y'all would want. I'm taking the ZVE-1 and I just need a camera that can shoot 4K24 and 4K60. And that is really going to do it for me with some good autofocus and a flip out screen. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. Yeah, that's I, it. I feel like that is the move for creators. Kosas, perfect have, you, have you opened your camera yet? It's open. Um, I'm still figuring out how to load up S-Log3 on that, which you need to help me out. I ha- literally haven't shot anything on it, but I have it, dude. It's in my room. We'll get yeah. you show you. We'll, get you, Kids are we'll busy. get you situated. He couldn't afford the white one, so he had to go with the black one, and it's fine. It no, happens. I wanted to separate myself from Braden. Does the black one have the flip out? It does. It um, doesn't. Only for the white the one. The only <laughs> difference, Keon, is that it's black versus white. <laughs> Two questions from Mitchell Millennial. We got how to make the jump from one man banding it to working with crews and bigger teams of people. I know you guys don't work for free but do i need to start doing spec stuff with other creators i was offered an opportunity to dp a short film but it seems like all of the low budget indie projects i find are horribly organized slash not taken seriously got it what i would do if i was mitchell is i would find a job and i would take a little bit less money on this job and i would bring in two to three people to help me whether it be one a colorist or maybe a producer or maybe someone to dp and i was directing it and then you can start to kind of get a feel of what it's like having multiple people on your crew or we can find budgets or we can find other shoots where like i could meet a dp and he's getting consistent work and i could go on as his pa or his you know, or his first AC or something like that, just to help with the project. And I think it'd be a lot easier for you to get PA jobs. Then you can talk to people on set at lunch and say, hey, you know, I'm also a colorist or I'm also a DP. So if you ever have anything smaller budget, I would love to help you out. And it really is a, it's a networking game. It's a game of getting your contacts up because when you, when you're only working by yourself, 
there's no one else in that phone book to, you know, to kind of be able to call. So at least when you're putting yourself out there and you're getting on these bigger budget shoots, you might not be doing the coolest shit. You might, you know, just be like running C stands and whatnot, but at least at lunch, you'll be able to pick people's brains and start to talk to them about where they're working, who they're working with and how they're getting these jobs. I also think, um, to be able to work with multiple people on a shoot, like the budget has to be high enough, right? So either you're gonna have to take a cut, like you said, or you're gonna have to go find people who are willing to offer you more money for a shoot. Usually that comes with proof of concept or just um, being in the game for long enough. Now, question number two from him, we got, I've seen quite a few jobs looking for DPs and it seems like they're all asking for DPs to have fully rigged setups with rod slash wireless follow focus setups, et cetera, even for the 350, day jobs do i get the gear to get the jobs or do i get the jobs and then get the gear i think you should just rent it to start you don't even have to own any of this stuff and for like a really great fully kitted out camera it, it's it's not going to run you too bad uh but i also think they're not giving you enough for these shoots i would try to find higher budget things to dp if you're having to bring ten thousand dollars worth of gear that makes zero sense yeah, 350 a day for a DP is not great. It also depends on your area, right? Like obviously I'm speaking coming from LA, but even if you're in a smaller area, try to get to a bigger city that might be, you know, four to six hours away. But if you drive there and you, you know, you have a friend or someone to stay with or something, or maybe your crew, you can split an Airbnb and do a few jobs in the weekend and make a lot more money and then go back to your smaller town. So we got Wesley Shyrock. Shyrock. Shout out Wesley. And okay, we're, we're talking about how to get footage from different devices to mesh well color-wise in post-production would be a really fun topic. Reasons to take log footage to Rec. 709 so that everything's uniform. Cheats to make footage from an action cam or cell phone mesh well with the full frame cam. I think you have to shoot in the highest resolution possible if you're using an iPhone or if you're using say an action camera, like it needs to be in 4K so at least looks uniform. And then definitely shoot everything in log so that it'll all look amazing when you convert it back over to Rec. 709. Even what I noticed, like I've been using the Sony and the Canon today at practice, for example, the Sony footage needs a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of magenta added to it. It tends to look a little more green that I've noticed once you convert it to Rec. 709. So just like making presets for all this stuff so you can just slap it on and then you can grade it after you've changed it over to Rec. 709. Those that don't know what that is, it just basically makes the log footage that looks really gray and weird look kind of normal. And then you go in and you grade it and you make it look your stylistic approach. You have any, any other additions? I've been messing around with DaVinci Resolve. Ooh. I just got it and for coloring to make stuff look good and uniform like da vinci i i literally just learned it yesterday i still have so much more to learn but i learned the basics and the color grading process is different than premiere and way better the the colors that you can pull out of your footage especially if it's log it's a lot more than premiere and if you're serious about color grading and you want your stuff to look as good as possible i would recommend starting to learn DaVinci. I think it's like 300 bucks for the lifetime um, subscription. All right, second one from him. He said, another question would be, how do you guys transition away from old contracts and pricing as your work improves and as relationships with clients improve? It's an amazing question I answered yesterday for someone in my DMs, but this is what'll happen, right? Say the contracts for a month and say in that month, you have an insanely successful business growth. And now instead of a thousand dollars a month, your minimum is say 3000 bucks a month. What you'll do at the end of this contract with this client is you would hit them up and say, Hey Mike, listen, I've loved working with you guys. You guys 
guys have been incredible. I want to inform you that at the end of this month, my rates are increasing for our company. We're growing rapidly. Our time is becoming even more valuable and our new price is going to be $3,000 a month moving forward. Or you could even cut them a little bit of a deal if you wanted to say, for you guys, you guys have been awesome. 2,500 bucks to start, but I just want to let you know that my new rate going forward is 3,000. So we're going to work with this. And at the end of the six months, we will talk about this contract again or whatever that day is. The last thing you want to do is lock in for a year, it, you know, 500 bucks a month. And then in month eight, you're like, holy shit, we have 5K a month retainers now. It's not right of you from a business standpoint to like not do that work at the same quality that you're doing these 5K a month projects for. So do it on like a, you know, one, three month, six month, 12 month retainer, because then after six months, you'll know for sure, like, do we want to lock in for a year moving forward? And you'll know also if the relationship's going to work. I would also say similar to how any other nine to five job, like you have a six month review or a year review, like in a regular job, you're going to get a raise after six months or a year. And it has to be on you as a creator to give yourself that raise um, and have that conversation with your clients of being like, hey, even if your like content maybe didn't get like exponentially better, like let's say you're crushing it for them and a six month, you lock in a three month retainer or a six month retainer, that six month, you know, time frame comes up and it's time to renew a contract. Like it only, it makes sense that you should be charging more because you never want to go too long without upping your prices. Totally. Take it from a place of like tender care though. Like you're, you care about these people. Exactly. You're, you're trying to make, you're trying to make them the best possible stuff and your business is growing, dude. That's just what happens when businesses yeah. grow. They have to raise their prices. Great stuff. All right. Final stretch here. Tommy, what's your opinion on deleting old footage slash photos if you're not financially stable enough to buy another hard drive or SSD? Do you keep all footage you've ever done or do you have a time limit for old footage? That's a really good question, especially when you're saying financially stable enough to buy another hard drive. Like, Tommy, I personally have kept every single thing that I've ever done, but what I would do if I was you, I would find something cheap, for example, when you're starting out, especially if you're in high school or in college, there's easy ways that you can make money and you can rack up a thousand bucks pretty quick. For example, I, I would do grad photos at the end of every Eugene, Oregon uh, term and I would make four or five grand in that little one month window. Same, if I was in high school, I would do the same shit. I would charge 50 to a hundred bucks for these grad photos or grad videos, whatever it's going to be. And that's going to be enough money for you to save up to be able to get more hard drives because I don't think you should delete this stuff. I think it's something that you're going to want for a really long time. But if it's for a client, a lot of contracts and SOWs, their statement of work, they'll have like, we will delete this and we'll keep it for only four years. But you need to specify how long you'll keep that stuff for in your contracts. If it really comes down to it, something that you can do is really look at like all the videos that you pulled as selects yep. and everything that you didn't use, if it's an old project that you know you're not gonna like go back and pull like old not selects from, like you can delete those. Yeah. And in Lightroom, you can like flag, um, you can flag certain photos that you pull as selects. Um, because for example, like for a concert, I was usually, sh I'll usually shoot like a thousand photos, but I'm really turning around like 30 or 50 and like all those other like 950 photos I'm not going to use. And that's like 50 gigs. So you can go and you can organize it and create like a separate folder in Lightroom where you just have um, your selects and then you can delete everything else if it comes down to that. Amazing. Next.
That was a great question. I think that if someone is paying you to do the thing, that always needs to be a priority. Like you can't have a client waiting on you for something that you said was on the ninth because you needed to make a TikTok that night. Um, but at the same time, like I'll, I'll let you speak on kind of balancing both because you do a lot of a lot of creating for yourself as well as a lot for the brands. I think it comes down to time management and making creating personal content an actual priority for yourself. If that means you know, not going out on the weekends um, to create content. Like we all have extra time. Um, it's just how are you utilizing that time? And if you really wanna take making personal content seriously, it has to be a priority of yours, which means you're gonna have to, um, you know, make other sacrifices. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I had a similar experience where I asked someone like, how do you have time to do all these things? And he said, people that say they don't, they don't have enough time for things, I, th I say that's bullshit because if it's a priority, you're going to make time for it. And if you don't make time for it, it's not a priority. So. Yeah. And you even like if you're in high school or college right now, or even if you're in a full time job, if you want to do something bigger than what you're currently doing right now, you will always get progressively busier, but you have to get better at managing your current workflow and your current time right now. Go look at your screen time. Open that shit up. Get your ass to work. Yeah. You got to make some sacrifices if you want to build big things. Yeah. So. Let's go. OK. And we are on to the last one from a long name. Thirty three. You guys do a lot of traveling with gear. What do you use for carry-ons for equipment and what's in the bag? This is really important uh, because I currently, I'm going to be traveling literally every single weekend for the most part for the next few months. And so I'm going to always have a little Tumi travel backpack and that keeps my two laptops, I'm saying strapped, two laptops, my like 16 different hard drives, um, headphones and a MacBook charger. And then in my Pelican case, I will have like my lenses, all my all that other shit, my headphones, all that good stuff. And then I usually just free carry the camera because I'm using it constantly, getting shots of the city because we're on buses and whatnot. Uh, but if you're flying commercially, one thing that I'm trying to work on right now is I want to get status, dude. Dude, I, wanna, I think status is overrated. I oh, you think it's overrated? Yeah, personally. Oh. And, and I'll tell you why. Oh, wait, can I tell you why I want sure. status? Okay, so when, when you're going to with your carry-on bag, right? Because yeah. I never have status on these flights if I'm flying commercially. And so then if they get to number 20, or I'm in the always group four, they're like, you have to check that bag. And I'm like, I don't trust you guys. Because yeah. I've seen people get their things snapped and like they just take all their gear. And so I'm, I want to be one of the first ones on the plane. That's the only reason why I want status, not because I give a fuck about any of these airline companies. That's fair. My they all suck. All my, of them suck. Yeah, they do suck. My thought process, just from touring, I got status. And it's not that sick because I feel like if you have status, it means you travel too much and you don't have a life at home. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Like, you, like re that. you really got to travel a <laughs> yeah, lot yeah, yeah. to get status. And then that means like you're not home and like you're on the road too much. Hey, dude. that's funny. So that's, do you feel me on this gear thing though? Like I want to be yeah. one of the, I want to have my, my, I don't like to check gear it, like under the plane. I will say I when they ask you to check your bag at the gate yes. after you've gone through TSA, mm -hmm. it feels a little bit safer because they put it on the bag right and then there. it's and then it's after you get off of the plane, it's like there for you again. So it's like the chances of them I like feel opening that. it up I is, is not as high as I feel like if it goes through the whole uh, You guys should also system. get those two little like little they're little locks that you can just throw on. And yeah. I, I have like locks on all my stuff. And yeah. air tags. And air tags air tag everything dude. yeah yeah fuck them dude don't let them steal some shit can guys I, can i drop a quote before oh my god oh my sorry god. sorry it's been, i haven't been on the mic in a while i'm sorry that was <laughs> holy shit yeah can hit I, us with the quote. quote though all right Keon, give me your quote from the hot corner this is from mike tomlin head coach of the pittsburgh steelers pressure is forever relevant you're either feeling it or applying it 
Oh, let's go, Mike. Yo, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 83 of the 505 Podcast. If you're still here, please leave a like, hit that subscribe button, help the boys get some likes, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.